Hi there, and welcome to episode 73 of the T21 Mom podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's nine years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And as always, my good friend and co-host, Ron, is also here today. Hey, Mary. How's things going? They're going. They're going okay. Good. Good. Yeah. By the way, I need to put place an order for chocolate chip cookies. Anytime. I'm all out. <laughs> Ainsley and I have been busy making cookies. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I, I have, um, I've been having to survive on Timbits. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, they're nowhere near as good as cookies, but you know, know. what? Any, any sugar in a rush. <laughs> ah, Timbits. They're not bad, actually. Well, <laughs> I, I, like you know, I get, I kind of get those chocolate glazed ones. So they're like, you know, it, how do I put this? They are so good. They're dangerous. Yes. <laughs> so. And Timbits, for those who don't know, are essentially donut holes from yeah. our Canadian chain, Tim Hortons, the coffee yeah. place. But I, I, you know, it's funny because I, I actually, I prefer Timbits to don't donut holes. I don't know if there's something in the way they make them or in, you know, their, you know, their batter or whatever. I like, all I know is that donuts are deep fried dough, but. <laughs> Timbits, I don't know. It's, um, you know, and of course it being, fr being deep fried or however they do it, it's like anything deep fried is bad for you, which means it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of deep fried. Mm -hmm. We're talking uh, about a blessed event that has a great story behind it that happened at a chicken restaurant. At a Chick-fil-A, which we don't have here in Canada. We also don't have the Waffle House, but, you know, we're getting by. Yes, we manage. But, <laughs> yeah, it, this was a pretty awesome story. And i'm sure many people are might be a little bit familiar with it i i was to a certain degree and i really loved talking to fallon and hearing how it went down because it is really one crazy birth story that is so unique and incredible so yeah, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun chatting with her yeah, and and you know, the, there's this you know, when we come out, I'll talk more about this. But uh, where exactly where in the restaurant the, the you know the, the it took place? It's it's a hilarious part of the story. Yeah, I know. I was stunned too when I heard. <laughs> so let's go here, Fallon Griffith. Tell us about the Chick Fil A baby. Okay, let's go. Today on the T Twenty One Mom podcast, I'm talking with another rockin' mom. Fallon Griffin, who has a really interesting story to share. Welcome, Fallon. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm really looking forward to, to chatting with you and hearing your story. Uh, but first, you have, like as I said, you have quite an, the amazing birth story, and I'm sure some of our listeners will be somewhat familiar with it. But first, can you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Sure, of course. So um, my, my husband and I, my husband, Robert, and I have been together for 16 years. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been married for 15 of them. We have five amazing children. Uh, two of them are bonus kids. Um, mm -hmm. He had a daughter and a son uh, prior to getting married with me. Mm -hmm. And at the time they were nine, the daughter was nine and the son was two. And they are now 25 and 18. And then together... We both have three beautiful daughters um, that are ages 13, 10, and three and a half. Well, you are definitely busy. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely busy. So I actually am a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and I homeschool my older girls. And I'm also, um, I'm also an independent trunk keeper with Matilda Jane Clothing Company. Um, it's just a little side gig that I do. It's kind of like a hobby for Graceland and I, she models the clothes for me. So it's a lot of fun. And, and my husband, he's um, 
the breadwinner, I guess you could say, of the family. He's self-employed. He's an entrepreneur, and um, he's amazing. He's an owner and operator for multiple FedEx routes in North Carolina and Tennessee, and he pretty much is gone for a lot of the time. Um, he's there now, and um, we just do what we have to do to make do, and um, we we just when we when we're together, we love to travel. We love road tripping. We just got back from Tennessee recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we love music. We love learning like the history of different places. We go to a lot of museums. My kids are very edu- educationally inclined. So that stuff, um, they love that kind of stuff. Of course, we love all the theme parks and all the good food. And um, of course, all the souvenirs, you know, <laughs> the, the fun stuff. But yeah, we, we live in Texas, but we travel a lot. So that's like our, our big thing is like we love to travel. Oh, wonderful. Now, I know you mentioned uh, Gracelyn and she's your daughter with Down syndrome, right? Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, yes, she is. So how old is sweet little Gracelyn now? She is three and a half. So I say I say three and a half, but she's really almost four. She'll be four in July. Oh, okay. Still, to me, it's still surreal. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's almost four already. I know the time goes by so fast, oh, doesn't so it? Fast. I know. I mm-hmm. can't believe it either. So on this particular day that we're going to talk about, like how far along were you in your pregnancy with Gracelyn? I was so close. So I was 38 weeks along. Um, she was born 38 weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. So fully cooked pretty at 38 fully, weeks. Fully cooked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and did you have a prenatal diagnosis or was she a birth diagnosis? No, yes, it was a pre uh, prenatal diagnosis. I found out in a very unique way, actually. Um, I got a random call one day. Um, it was about 14 weeks um, mm-hmm. along. I had already the week prior, I had an appointment just for, you know, the, the glucose testing and the, um, I guess the genetic testing thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got this call one day and it, it was a shock of my life. I, I don't want to talk about like the emotions of how I receive, like, it, I think that I just was, I don't know. I think I was just blown away to be honest with you. I, I mm-hmm. was. I was in disbelief, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I, I, I did want a second opinion because the percentage that they gave me wasn't a really high percentage. I was kind of confused on that. I didn't, I didn't know too much about it. I wasn't educated on that, that whole side of things. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I, we talked and we said, let's get a second opinion. And the doctor, um, agreed. Mm-hmm. So we did a, um, we went through with it just because I have, um, I was a high risk pregnancy to begin with. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, you know, I went, no, myself, my, my, I was high risk before knowing about the baby Mm -hmm. being high risk. Mm -hmm. So we thought, um, in my situation, we, it was best to do an amniocentesis. Mm -hmm. So we did. And then of course we found out that 100% my daughter would be born with T21, which mm-hmm. most of you already know is trisomy 21. Yeah. And so then it didn't really um, affect me much. It was more like, okay, well, what's the sex of the baby? I want to know. <laughs> so <laughs> Mark said I didn't find out if I was having a boy <laughs> because I had no boys of my own, mm-hmm. but um, I, I kept it a secret because I wanted to surprise the family um, with our announcement, having third, our third daughter. <laughs> yeah. So that was more exciting news to me then. Um, and I, I think I took the news of her having down syndrome a lot easier than I did the initial day that I, that I received the news. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it took me about a week to process it basically. Well, that's not very long at all. And I always ask people this, do you feel it was better to get a prenatal diagnosis or a birth diagnosis? I don't like surprises. So I think prenatal, mm-hmm. like I'm, I have a little bit of OCD, so I need to know things. Yeah. That's the <laughs> same. Like, I need to know, I need to know things. <laughs> yeah. Ev- everyone I've asked, they always it, say, however they honestly, received it was the better way. Yeah. And honestly, um, no judgment on anyone else because, um, I would have, I would have kept her either way. So it, mm-hmm. did, it didn't matter which way I was going to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, for me personally, it, made it a lot easier to process it, I think, than, than just having a baby and then being told, oh, you know, your baby have- has, your baby has that. And so yeah. this was a lot easier for me. Of course, of course. So 
take us back to this day. Like, what was your day like? Like, oh man, what time was it? So she was. It was the summer, and you're in Texas. I'm assuming it was quite hot. So like, hot. What was going on that day? Oh, that day was chaotic. Okay, so so many people don't know that day. I was so. So I was that day, I was exactly 38 weeks. And um, it just so happened that I had an appointment with my uh, maternal fetal medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a fancy doctor uh, title because I was high risk uh, mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, I was diagnosed with epilepsy um, years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to a special doctor. And then of course, when we found out her diagnosis, we were a double whammy, right? Mm-hmm. So we were, I was for the very, very beginning, I was um, kind of bedridden just a little bit just because of um, uh, miscarriage, risk of uh, miscarriage because of my diagnosis and hers. Mm -hmm. So I was bedridden for a little bit and then um, no driving during pregnancy. It was Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot going on. But to answer your question, I'm so sorry, I kind of regressed. It's okay. So to answer your question, um, that day I went to go see that doctor. And when he did check me, um, and we did a uh, t- traditional ultrasound, mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh wow, you're three centimeters." And I said, "Oh, awesome!" Because <laughs> with the other two, um, when I was about three to five centimeters, I was told, you know, pack the bags and get ready to go. So when we went to this appointment, appointment, my husband went with me. He drove me actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we already were prepared. We had been prepared probably the whole entire pregnancy once we found out mm-hmm. um, her diagnosis. And the reason why is because we were actually a case study. Um, we, we were asked if we could have interns in our room. We were an interesting, you know, they, they had never seen anything like this mm-hmm. in, in their, I, I guess, during this generational, I don't know how to say that, but they, they wanted to have me like, how do I say this? I don't try to say, um, like someone in your unique situation, you, you have epilepsy, you're high risk. Your child is, I guess, would also be considered high risk as well, just with the diagnosis yeah, of down exactly. syndrome, down syndrome, but also all the unknowns because right. she was tiny. They, they, there were so many things that they didn't know. Um, it may be just the position that she was, that she was in during like the testing and stuff like that. They couldn't, mm-hmm her heart they couldn't see certain things so they there were so many unknowns but so yeah there were about 15 doctors that were waiting for us okay. cardiologists um neurologists and uh, your typical labor and delivery nurses and doctors and then of course like the risk of uh, like a NICU team awaiting mm-hmm. and of course all the interns that were there too so it was it was pretty interesting that <laughs> we bypassed all that but so so yeah, so I saw the doctor and then he told me like, so t- to go to answer your question again, he told me, um, you know, you're three centimeters, but I don't think I would rush you to the hospital right now. I really don't think that um, you're quite ready. So let's just do this. And then he did something physical to me that I was just like, hmm, okay. Never had that done before. He basically stripped my membrane. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it because I had never had that experience. I had never experienced that before because my two previous children were born vaginally, but I had epidurals. I was on mm-hmm. Pitocin with them. And so this was a different, unique situation. And I basically went into labor, but I, it wasn't like hardcore yet. It was more just mm-hmm. like a continued Braxton Hicks feeling mm-hmm. contractions, I guess you can call them. So that, that day he said, just to relax and just, you know, he told my husband jokingly, just go take her and go get her a pedicure, go do something fun. And you guys will be fine. I'm not, I, I don't expect to see you for another week. So just, okay. So I'm like, he's in a week okay. to a week to two weeks. Cause that's, you know, cause I'm 38 weeks. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he thought I was going to go full term, full term, full term, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, long story short, we go and get pedicures. Yeah. My <laughs> pedicure too. Okay. And I tell the, the nail technician, I said, please do not massage my feet. I don't want you to put me in labor. I just want a, a toenail color change, whatever. Yeah. So we do that. Come home. I'm doing laundry like normal. I'm hanging out with my family like normal. And the contractions are coming on so strong, okay. so strong that every time I have one, I need to sit on a toilet. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's bad. It was bad. So um, anyway, about nine ish or so, or no, after nine, about nine, I don't know. I want to say like nine thirty or so. Mm -hmm. I finally say, I finally give up. I, I just, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. And they had my mother-in-law and my husband had been pressuring me. It's just go, just go to the hospital. Your bags are packed. You're ready to go. We've got the kids. Don't worry. We'll be behind you, blah, blah, blah. So my husband finally says, we got to go. And I'm like, okay. And we're about an hour away from the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I, I think I totally just misjudged that whole night, to be honest. But I, I really thought I was superhero mom taking on those contractions. Like, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> we get in the car and we have, uh, um, we have to take our, our older two daughters with us and we travel down 281 and he's flying down. Cause at this, at some point, at some point I'm just like, step on it. And then I, I kid you not my six-year-old at the, she, at the time she was six. Mm-hmm. She's, I can't believe it. She's 10 now, but she was six at the time. And she's screaming at dad. She's like, listen to your wife. Don't, <laughs> don't, go, don't hit the red lights or don't or run the red lights. And she's just screaming at him. And then Dakota, my 13 year old, well, she's 13 now. She was nine at the time. She was just like, everybody shut up. Let mom, <laughs> like it was just pure chaos. Yeah. It was like, I felt like I was in a movie, like, or like Fast and the Furious, but with like screaming family because we were <laughs> so fast. And um, so I just kept telling my husband, I, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. He's like, okay, well, I'll find you a bathroom. Do you want to go on the side of the road? And I'm like, no, we don't have time to go to the side of the road. Um, we, we have to meet Amanda. Amanda, she's uh, significant because she was the lady that all in, all this time I had um, talked to a friend of mine. I asked her if, if she could, um, you know, watch my kids overnight so I can have a baby. Mm -hmm. And so we got that call that we were headed to the hospital. We just mutually decided that the Chick-fil-A parking lot would be the best place to, you know, in and out because to it was meet. right off the highway. Yeah, yeah. To meet. exactly. Sorry. It's okay. And so, I mean, she didn't say five guys. She didn't say like, you know, all the other places that were nearby. She specifically said, cause that was like our hangout, hangout spot. We're going to, let's just go to the Chick-fil-A off Evans. And I'm like, okay, sure. And um, so anyway, we get there. And I mean, my husband and her, like literally like passed each other opposite directions. And like, we did like a 360 spin. I'm not kidding you. I felt like I was in Fast and the Furious. I was like, like, like peeling out in the, in, the, in the parking lot and it's dead. We get yeah. there, lights, the, the street lights are on, but all the other storefronts are pitch black and the mm -hmm. only lights that are on it's like a little angel singing to me because it was like because I had to go to the bathroom so bad <laughs> um it was the Chick-fil-A bath the Chick-fil-A lights were on so I immediately said okay you get the kids in her car and I'm going to waddle myself up to that door and see if they'll <laughs> let me in because like what people don't understand is that it was actually uh, when we, when we got there, it was a little after 10 and okay. for those who don't know Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A closes at 10 PM. So we, my husband bangs on their door and he's asking like nicely. Cause it's, you know, it's Chick-fil-A. You don't want to be rude to them. <laughs> so he's like, can my, can my pregnant wife use your restroom? We'll be really quick. We promise. <laughs> oh, she'll so be really quick. <laughs> yeah. Really quick. So this 16 year old boy opens the door and he had a mop in his hand, I believe, if I can remember that, <laughs> vivid, that vid, vivid, I don't know. I had like tunnel vision. I had one thing in my, on my mind and that was, I need to go to the bathroom. And I don't mean number one. I mean, I had to sit down and do my business. I was so scared of having my baby and pooping on the table that I was so adamant. I'm not even kidding you. This was one of my biggest fears of pregnancy. I don't want to poop on the table. I didn't do it the first two times. I don't want to, I don't want this to be like the talk of the century. Like my mother-in-law is going to witness her baby being born for the third time her, or our baby being born our third, her third grandchild from us. And I just don't want her to see me poop on the table. So I was like, I'm going to go <laughs> do my business and be out of there and we'll go have our baby at the hospital. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, 
I'm not thinking I'm having a baby. I really, I really mm-hmm. am not thinking I'm having a baby. I'm in denial. I don't think I'm quite like emotionally prepared for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was a little bit of fear in me with, with the whole, you know, knowing that I'm having a baby with Down syndrome, knowing that I have high risk, just all those fears and all that adrenaline mm-hmm. was rushing all at the same time. Plus mm-hmm. pain, you know, I, I, I it was in so much pain, excruciating pain that I couldn't think of anything else. I was, I was having such a hard time focusing. So anyway, mm-hmm. so told you all the boring stuff, the fun stuff comes. So <laughs> I get in there, I get in there and there's three stalls. If you've never been in a Chick-fil-A or, you know, fast food restaurants, you usually have like if it's a small French, yeah. French, you know, it's three stalls. It's a single, single. And then of course you've got the double with the, or the handicap stall in the back. So I of course picked the first one. Oh my gosh. It's the close one. Come on. I'm not having a baby right now. I'm going to the bathroom for all I know. So anyway, I picked the first one and I do everything that you're supposed to do, you know, to, I'm about, I don't want to contract anything. So I'm like cleaning the toilet, even though it's probably as pristine as it can be. Cause they just cleaned the bathrooms. Thank goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm cleaning, I'm doing my business. I pull down my maternity pants to my knees and I realize that that pressure isn't coming from the backside. Like it was all frontal pressure. And oh I felt gosh. my head, <gasps> I, touched my, I touched her head with my hand. There was blood on my hand. Oh no. And I was like freaking out. Like freaking out like you would not believe, like not crying. Cause I don't even think I could shed a tear in that moment. I was just like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? That, so that's I pretty course, scary. Cause well, wait, no, so and so, where's your like where's your husband at this point? He's getting okay, your kids so, in Amanda's car. So and- he, I'm thinking the same thing, lady. I'm like, where's the, where's my husband? Like, where is he? I need him right now. Like, I'm so I'm screaming for him. I guess he was still in the, um, I guess he was still in the parking lot with the, um, with my friend and my daughters. I think maybe they were just scared. Yeah. Chatting. Maybe just, yeah. Not knowing, maybe just waiting for me. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to wait to say goodbye one more time. Who knows? But yeah, he was still in the parking lot. So I'm screaming at the top of my lungs and in walks a female a woman's voice. I hear a woman's voice and I'm thinking like, I hadn't seen a woman when I walked into the Chick-fil-A. It was all mm-hmm. boys, like young, young men. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, where did she come from? Like, that was like an angel sent to me. And I was like, wow. So anyway, she comes in and she goes, ma'am, she goes, ma'am, um, is everything okay? I'm like, no. And then I'm starting to cry. No, I'm having a baby. I think. <laughs> oh my goes, gosh. <laughs> he probably didn't. She, Cause she, she didn't see who I was. I don't mm-hmm. think, unless she saw me on cameras or something, you know, um, cause the store was closed. Mm-hmm. So I have, I don't know that part of it, but I do know that she called 911. Mm-hmm. She ran into the parking lot and I, cause I told her my husband's name's Robert. He's in the parking lot. Help, please help. I need him. And so she comes, she comes like, she was like a superwoman. She went like so quick. She grabbed him. He came in within seconds. I mean, seconds. And he's telling me he called me by my, my nickname by the way he, so if, when I tell the story I tell it with by in the, the way I was actually ha- the way it actually happened mm-hmm. so he says Maggie, he calls me Maggie Maggie open the door and I'm like I can't and I'm like oh like my gosh. crying I can't open it because I'm holding her head with yeah. my right <gasps> and I'm holding the my left hand it, and I'm squatting oh, and my left hand on the stall of the door yeah. the wall because you know it's a wall yeah and I said I can't physically open the door and I know that this is those these are those kind of bathroom stall doors that open inwards towards oh my you. gosh yeah I'm, oh, so I'm not like huge or anything but um it's not a lot of space to open in with one with your opposite hand that you're not used to doing things with and I, I just couldn't function I just couldn't figure it out well, for some reason well <laughs> so of course not you've got bigger finally, priorities right finally got the la- yeah exactly finally got the la- I know sorry I'm like telling you all the dirty details so I open it like so quick and he is I'm not even kidding you this it was so dramatic and so traumatic as I open the door he sees me Brenda's not visual I don't think she saw me yet but she was in the corner like maybe behind him or something but my water breaks right in front of him oh like it just it, like in that moment like it yeah. just I couldn't hold it and I was like <laughs> oh my gosh and I was like 
I looked at him and he, he just like, we, there were no words. He just got, he got behind me. I don't even know how he jimmied behind me, but he did. And he's, uh, it's, you have to imagine like our height difference and like, he's not a huge guy, but I'm like, how did we manage to fit in that one person stall is beyond Mm me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so he gets back there and he goes, okay, Maggie, you're going to have to, you're going to have to give a, he, he get, I'm not even kidding you right now. He gives me like a Trump speech. I'm like, really? <laughs> now is not the time to get all like Trumpy with me. Like I joke with him all the time. Cause he was like, telling me, we're going to do something great. And we're going to do something great right now. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so he's like, okay, you're going to, you're going to give a good, um, give me a good push or whatever. So I do. And like with all my might and push her head and her head's like basically hanging out. Oh my and, gosh. Um, he tells me, okay, I need you to stop. Or he says something like that. In the meantime, Brenda, that's the lady's name. I didn't know this at the time, but she's taking down information and she's, um, she's getting in or no, no, she hadn't. No, I'm sorry. She hadn't come back yet. Okay. I think maybe she had gotten so sorry. She had probably gone to go tell her manager or the store owner what was going on <laughs> or maybe dealing with the ambulance and the fire department that mm-hmm. were there. I'm not, or no, they weren't even there yet either. No, I'm sorry. Back up. No, I'm going way too fast. Okay. So let's just go back to where I was saying, okay. So Robert's telling me to stop pushing and mm-hmm. I'm like thinking, you can't tell someone to stop yeah. pushing. It's like, you can't prairie dog anymore. <laughs> At some point you have to like give it up, you know? And um, so I'm pushing and I, apparently it's really cal- It's really quiet back there. And um, he tells me, okay, don't panic, just stay calm. And I'm thinking, well, you don't tell a pregnant person to yeah. panic. With, now, now I'm worried and I'm, now I'm thinking something's wrong. And so what do you suppose it was? What do you, do you think it was something wrong with the baby or do you uh, like, I'm always curious what people are going to think that I'm going to say. I don't know, to be honest, like, I'm not sure. Okay. So, um, so he tells, he doesn't tell me anything. He just tells me, okay, okay. I got it or something like that. And I'm like, okay. So he tells me, okay, give a good push. And so we get, I start pushing and I, I still, I didn't know anything that was going on back there. I was just, he was so amazing. He was a good coach. So I was just like, okay. He's like, okay, we're going to get her shoulder out. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Keep pushing hard, push hard. And he just kept telling me, and, um, he's telling me I'm doing, you're doing good. You're doing great. You're doing great. Okay. One last push, blah, blah, blah. You know? And so I, I knew it anyway, I got her out and yeah, she was, she was born right there in the bathroom stall. And then, um, she immediately, like, I guess he had to do that very carefully because we were fearing that, um, <laughs> we were going to drop her in the toilet. toilet. Well, yes. Okay. That, that's what I was wondering. Like, were you still like kind of squatting over the toilet? Like, yeah, I was like, like, do you have any questions? Cause like, I know people are probably wondering like, how is, how is this possible? Okay. So yeah, I was, st- I was hovering over the toilet. Like I was squatting and my knees were shaking. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh, like, I can only imagine. I was giving up. I was giving up. I was like, no, I can't do it. I was like sweating and like I, I at one point I felt like throwing up. I just I was it was miserable. Well, um, it's never really a well, pleasant experience. I well, remember it, throwing up too. And she I didn't actually do it, but I just felt in in a weird in one weird moment, I just felt like really nauseous and mm-hmm. um I I maybe losing blood and I I honestly think it was dehydration. I really think I was dehydrated in that mm-hmm. in during that whole day. Cause it was really hot that day, really hot, like in, in the low hundreds or like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously this is an all natural birth. You said mm-hmm. you, the other two, you'd had an epidural. So I can, I can only imagine. And like, I'm assuming she came pretty quick. She came pretty quick. In fact, she was born in eight minutes because he had his Apple watch on and he timed it or his Fitbit <laughs> watch one of those and he was timing it. And then, um, so eight I kind of left out a dirty detail. Yeah. Eight minutes. I kind of left out a dirty detail. So I didn't know until after she was born, what that whole, all that, like not drama, but like the little bit of like his concern, like his, his voice changed. Mm-hmm. So it got me to like, really stop. Like I had to think like, okay, I need to focus and just listen to him. And he basically told me that, um, afterwards he said, okay, well, 
uh, she she's she's really blue and she had the, mm. the umbilical cord wrapped around her head or her neck <sighs> twice Wow. So he had to unravel her without pulling it to, it was like a really, really hard, a really stressful thing for him because, um, I obviously we're still attached and he didn't want to jank it too hard because right. then it could cause like severe issue, you know, the mm-hmm. placenta still mm-hmm. attached and everything. So that was very scary. Yeah. Oh. That was not, I, I couldn't believe he did that and he kept and- calm. I couldn't believe it that's and he's not a he's not a doctor but we joke we joke he's a doctor he is, a do- he is now <laughs> he is <That's> now <laughs> amazing because i mean yeah. obviously he was planning to be in the delivery room but not quite like not this, that way <laughs> and not the one actually delivering yeah. the baby so that's really scary that she she was blue and but yeah. he was able to be calm yeah. during that in very intense moment, you know? Yeah, and that's where, I, I think that's the part that I kind of blanked out when I was kind of jumping the gun about the girl being in there. So that's mm-hmm. when she kind of stepped in because dispatch, you know, 911 dispatcher wanted to know, like, uh, after What's the baby on? was actually born, yeah, what was going yeah. on? We had to do like a play-by-play. And of course mm-hmm. I was trying to stay quiet and calm and just deal with my <laughs> diagnosis myself just so that I didn't have a, you know, uh, have more or people in there than needed, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't need people to be working on me right now. I need the focus to be the baby. Um, so I was just staying there and just like he was telling me to do, just stay still. You can't, we have to stay very still until the, um, the paramedics come and you, we can't, we can't move. If we move, this baby's going to get unattached from you. So oh we kind of this like hovering and like <gasps> this, like, I felt like we were playing Jenga a little bit because mm-hmm. he had to cons- he we didn't have okay of course we have our hospital bags packed but they're in the car and because Mm -hmm. everything happened so quickly we didn't think to ask Brenda to go get that stuff and so she was um by the dispatcher was um told you need to go you need to go find some towels Mm -hmm. you need to warm them up Mm -hmm. and you need to bring warm towels to this couple we need to cover that baby we need to keep this baby warm blah 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 and then of course my husband at the you know he was I joke so much about this Trump thing, but he was wearing, <laughs> forgive me, everyone who was not a Trump supporter. He was wearing one of his Trump shirts and that was our baby's <laughs> first blanket. Um, so I didn't want to get all, I didn't want to get political, but my baby was wearing her first blanket was wrapped in my, her daddy's Trump shirt and he framed it. Yes. With all the gunk and everything. I'm not even kidding you. And so that's <laughs> a lot of excitement at the Chick-fil-A. So I assume Brenda is that that her name, the lady? Yes. Uh-huh. So yes, is she one of the staff at the Chick Fil A? Oh yeah, as it turned out, like we found out a day later, like less than twenty four hours later, she was actually the drive through um, manager, and she okay. was basically closing the store for the one of the owners. It's a mom and pop, husband and wife that own the store, mm-hmm. and she was designated to close the store that night. Can you imagine? Thank like, goodness. She's this- 20 something year old woman <laughs> single and no babies and like I not that that means anything but she she probably from what my husband says she looked like white as a ghost when she saw me because well, I'm sure she, because she just didn't know how to handle that situation but honestly she couldn't have handled it better it was she saved our lives because if she hadn't like thought quickly to do all those things mm-hmm. even she kind she kind of was ahead of the game because even though the dispatcher told her to do certain things, she was kind of already like doing stuff in the back, like in the back, in the back mm-hmm. of the office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apparently those white towels that she, those like, you know, little shop vac towels that they use to clean the counters and stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't give us some janky towels for our baby. She actually, we didn't know this later, but this is a really interesting part of the story because when she, like, when we introduced ourselves, of course, officially, um, <laughs> not the mess that we were in. Um, she told us that that day, because it was so hot, their AC in their back office broke. Oh my and gosh. The, okay. The closet that stored all those, um, all those like towels to clean, you know, their facility, um, were brand new. Like she literally opened up, up from brand new mm-hmm. sterile towels. So my oh, baby wow. got a bunch of sterile towels. So that made me feel so good because like, yeah, I mean, even though you know, they probably are the cleanest they could be, you know, bleached and everything. But that was kind of amazing. Like it kind of gave me chills when she first told me because I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that was like 
a blessing in disguise. That was amazing. So right. It's It's kind of like everything's just sort of aligned. It wasn't really how you were planning um, to have a baby, but I didn't know if you wanted me to yeah, exactly. I didn't know if you wanted me to discuss this part, but I just wanted to say that I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a woman of faith and I feel like in all my like I felt like it was like meant to be. I really Mm -hmm. think that um this was all planned. This was, there was no mistake. Like even the mm-hmm. fact that she has down syndrome, no mistake, mm-hmm. this was all his plan. Mm-hmm. And like you said, aligned perfectly, like things just couldn't have gone better. I mean, ideally nobody wants to have their baby in a bathroom the way I did, but I mean, if, if I were to be given that circumstance again, I would just be like, God, please let it happen the way it did with the same people, because it was so perfect. Oh, that is so wonderful to hear. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a rather unconventional birth to say the least. <laughs> yeah. oh, and I mean, so- normally, like if they know that you're having a baby with Down syndrome, they have lots of doctors are there. Like I remember when Ainsley was born, I had a prenatal diagnosis as well, you know, but I ended up with a C-section, but there was lots of doctors there. And I knew they'd already done an echo before. So Ainsley's heart was okay, but they always check it after. But I mean, Gracelyn, you said she was blue, but how was her health and heart? Like, did she have a heart condition? No, she didn't actually. So we, we didn't know at the time um, because like I said, like, yeah, like you mentioned, like they're, you, you're usually expecting all these doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we got to um, the hospital, of course, um, they checked her. So yeah, she had an EKG and then she didn't have another one until she was one month and then three months and then Mm -hmm. one year. Um, but yeah, as far as we know, her cardiologist has cleared her and she has, I mean, she, I think she had a little murmur from Mm -hmm. what I believe. Um, I think most babies do anyway. Um, but it was nothing to be concerned about. So that was such a blessing because you already are scared as a parent, especially, especially if you're like a first time parent, of a child that has like, um, mm-hmm. you know, a special need of some kind, like you already have that worry in your mind and in mm-hmm. your heart. So I was like, well, that's one thing I don't have to worry about right now, but we don't have to check her for quite a while. So that's good. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, and thank goodness. Yeah, just- and health, And as far as her health, I'm sorry for interrupting. And as far as her health goes, like other than the diagnosis, she's perfectly healthy. Um, she is pretty pretty typical stuff that we have to do to, mm-hmm. you know, to advocate for her and for her to thrive, you know, but oh, th- nothing health wise. We're not, we're not worried right now. It's so good. That's so wonderful. Cause that would be a little bit more scary if she had a known like an ASD or AVSD. Yeah. Most uh, definitely. Yeah. That's, that would have been yeah. even We have a lot of, scary. we have a lot of our friends that have kiddos mm-hmm. that have had, um, chd like or they're mm-hmm. yeah they're heart warriors and so i can i can't even imagine so i mean we are yeah. very blessed and um we love we love all of our friends that have our all of our friends that have that we we're very we we definitely we advocate for them and we um we support their causes and stuff like that because mm-hmm. we just we just love them <laughs> <laughs> so how much did she weigh Oh, she was tiny. She was my tiniest one. She was uh, six pounds, 14 ounces. That's not to a me, bad size. Because <laughs> she's one, what is it? One ounce shy of seven pounds. <laughs> yeah. No, for Down syndrome, tiny. that's a good size. I mean, Ainsley was nine one, which is not typical, but you know, I mean, often our kids are on the smaller side, but I still think, yeah. you know, almost seven pounds is it, well, is and I went 38 weeks too. So I feel like if I had gone sooner, she probably would have been tinier. So I'm really, I'm really happy with her weight. I was really happy with her weight. She did lose a lot of weight in the very beginning. It was like most typical babies do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, just not eating correctly. Or, um, I think with hers, she had, um, she had jaundice pretty bad. So yeah, there was like a couple, uh, a couple things that Mm-hmm. caused her to lose some weight but nothing unusual and nothing to be super concerned about oh that's good so when she was born was it kind of a little bit surreal like thinking I just had a baby in the Chick-fil-a like what were you thinking oh my god those were my exact words so so when the EMTs arrived mm-hmm. so I wanted to tell this really quick and then I'll answer your question so when the EMTs arrived okay so obviously it's three people now on a stall, right? You got dad, <laughs> mom, and baby. And then yeah. the, one of the EM, the head EMT that arrived, he needed to release 
baby's umbilical cord, right? Mm -hmm. But he couldn't get in. He he kind of was like, you know what, dad, do you want to do it? (laughs) <laughs> so my husband he cut her umbilical cord and then um yeah because like there was no way yeah he handed the scalpel to him there was no way that uh no way that there was another person going to come in that room my my hospital room with me <laughs> <laughs> well he's done everything plus, else plus, he should I'm cut. sure he didn't want to to be honest it was a bloodbath and it was not pretty I mean let's yeah. just face it we know anyone that's hearing this mm-hmm. knows if you had a baby it's not, it's not the prettiest thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, so I think that's still an important part of, I mean, for me personally, like, you know, to, to cut the umbilical cord. So, I mean, he delivered her, he, but yeah, like you said, it was it wasn't, special. yeah, I mean, there was no other option really, but right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So did I answer your question? I'm so sorry. What was your question? I, cause I, well, I basically digressed. like, you know, so she's born now ambulance is there and you're thinking, I just had a baby in Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that was the funny part. So when, um, like they put me on the gurney with the baby, I was, I had to put the baby on my chest because mm-hmm. I, at that point, daddy had to let go of the baby because she was still connected to me. Mm-hmm. He wanted to deliver my placenta. And I was like, mm, no, we we're good. I can, I think I can hold out. We can, I'm not doing any, I'm not doing any more pushing. Nope. We're done. I was so done. And I said, And I'm not even kidding you. I felt like, I felt like I was in a movie. I really do. Cause Mm -hmm. like I'm getting gurneyed out to the ambulance and I kind of like did this like slow motion, like look Mm -hmm. backwards. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just had a baby at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And I'm (laughs) laughing and I'm laughing. I'm staring at him, you know, and I'm crying and I'm happy and I'm kissing my baby, my dirty baby. Cause she's not been cleaned yet Mm -hmm. officially, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm overjoyed. I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. so happy. And it's like, it's a beautiful moment, you know, but at the same time, there were a lot of fears in the back of my mind too, because I'm thinking like, what, I hope there's nothing wrong with me. I hope I, mm-hmm. I hope I can make it there in time, you know, like hope we're, we're going to make there in time. But yeah, yeah. I did. I laughed so fun. It was so funny. I was like, I can't believe I just had a baby chick away. That is, but- it is quite crazy. And I mean, <laughs> eight minutes is very as you yeah, know, very it's, fast. Yeah, it's a detail. I, t- the, I draw out this long story, but really it was a matter of eight minutes. Yeah. Cause for ambulance, cause I, I'm, I work at 911 and oh, I, I mean, we don't do the ambulance like side, but I've transferred calls where the babies have been born and it's the highest priority call. And it's a big deal for paramedics to deliver a baby, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can. Yeah. I mean, they would have been racing there knowing that you're giving birth in a, in a bathroom stall, they would be there so quick, but you know, obviously not quite fast enough in, in your case. So I think they were bored with our case, to be honest though, because I think one of them jokingly said, I remember one of them joking said, Oh, you did all the work. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I thought I was going to have, I guess I'm having an easy night tonight or something like that. <laughs> but I'm sure they were talking about it for quite some time after. Oh my God. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. So obviously they took you to the hospital. Did you, uh, you said she was pretty jaundiced. Like, did you have an extended stay in the hospital? Yes, actually. Um, unfortunately we both ended up contracting GBS. Ugh. So we were in the hospital for observation. Um, they were what's, more concerned. About- what's GV, GVS? G- what is- um, I believe it stands for, um, oh my gosh, I'm, why am I drawing a blank? I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> we can look it up later. No worries. Okay. I'm so sorry. I drew a blank. That's all right. Um, it's not genetic something. It's like, um, it's like an infection. It's a, it's an infection of some kind. Of, Bacter- of it's like a bacterial infection, probably from just honestly, probably just from being in our in our gunk. Okay, yeah, I was wondering some- if that's what it was. And she and oh, and you know what? And she was born with she she was born with meconium. So oh, I think no. hers okay. was yeah yeah we probably we contracted each other's yeah fecal okay. matter or something. So probably yeah. like that. And so how long were you guys in the hospital for? Oh, so it was it was actually only an extra day. So typical typical stays are what two days, but for for us it was three days uh like three and a half days they we got released pretty late in the she, afternoon she the, was the, released like, in three and a half days mm-hmm. wow yeah, like we, we had to go back to the hospital like 
on day two, like when she was two days old, just because the bilirubin was so high mm-hmm. and, or her, her bilirubin was so high. And then we had to get some tests done to make sure that, cause I was, I was put on antibiotics and then, um, I think she was too. I think we were put on meds or something. I can't remember if she was, but yeah, we, so, but that we got lucky because we, because there was one, um, like one discharge doctor that kept coming or a nurse or that just kept coming back and forth and they were unsure and they ultimately made the decision to let us go. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. Oh, that's because that's, gen- that's fairly quick. I mean, especially under your circumstances, like usually from just what I have heard is often our kids are in for a little bit longer. Like Ainsley was in and she was full term for 26 days because of low oxygen saturation levels. So, you know, and I don't have any kind of story like you. Uh (laughs) Oh yeah. We we had, um, so yeah, in the, in the ambulance though, my, I was definitely dehydrated. So they upped my, um, my IV. And mm-hmm. then I had, I was put on oxygen and then we did, um, we just did a blow by oxygen for the baby just mm-hmm. because, you know, we do it on an over do it with her, but we just, we gave her some just to be safe because to bring her O2 levels up. But yeah, she, other than that, I mean, that's they, amazing. She did really, really well in the hospital and she didn't, she never went to the NICU. And that was the part that really, really gets me still to this day, very emotional because mm-hmm. I was, I don't know. I don't, I didn't tell you this part. So before having her, we had multiple trips to the hospital for tours. Well, the, the, the initial tour, just to know where we're taking our child mm-hmm. or where we're having our baby, where we thought we were having our baby. And, um, and of course all the doctors and all the, all the different meetings and stuff. Cause we had, it was, we had this, like, it was very intimidating. We had a meeting with like, I think it was like seven doctors at one point mm-hmm. and we were in one of those conference rooms that had like those long tables and I felt mm-hmm. like I was being interrogated but it really it was really just for my safety and for mm-hmm. you know signing papers and consent forms and you know giving them my consent for all those people to be in there blah 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 and um it it, it I look back at that day and I remember them giving me all the different scenarios about um giving birth to her and I'm just still amazed that we surpassed all of it. I still, of- it's, it's like a mir- it was like a miracle. I'm not even kidding you because some of the things they were saying were um, because of your situation, because you had a grand mal seizure and because you are on high dose of epilepsy meds, the odds of you having her at your age and blah, 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 are, it's very risky. Mm-hmm. And you have a baby that we have a lot of unknowns with her. We don't know what her heart is like. We mm-hmm. don't, we see, so they weren't concerned about the, the physical stuff because we did in, in all the different ultrasounds they saw, like she didn't have a club foot. She didn't, um, she didn't have a cleft palate or they didn't suspect anything like that. It wasn't, it was just, they were more concerned about um, her heart really mm-hmm. and her stomach because one at one one ultrasound kind of freaked us out because they said she might have a double bubble, which mm-hmm. like a double stomach. Yeah. And that kind of, it was like a fluke. I don't know what, maybe there was something in the amniotic sac that maybe misled them to think that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I, didn't, I don't know how to read those things very well, but that kind of freaked us out. So yeah, there was a lot of like fear that day. And mm-hmm. then just fast forward to the day that we had her and the way we had her, it just, it's, she I don't know what to say. I get really emotional about it because I hear horror stories all the time about babies going to the NICU and staying so long. And I just mm-hmm. I can't ever imagine that. So I'm very well, so grateful that we it, are still happy. Yeah, it's, it's a miracle. And I mean, obviously the one scenario that the doctors didn't tell you about is that you might not be having the baby at the actual hospital, you know? So, yeah. I mean, all of those things were besides the point, but well, thankfully- yeah, yeah, I think they were more concerned about me dying in childbirth mm-hmm. because um, like they, they didn't seem, they, they were asking me a lot of questions about my, my past and my, my history of the, um, the epilepsy. So I actually did die back in 2015 and was brought back to life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I live a crazy life. Yeah. yeah I flatlined. <laughs> I flatlined. I seized. Oh my gosh. So. But that, was that during your other pregnancy? 
no, but there was a suspicion that I had the, because I had a miscarriage before that happened, like not too far between the two incidences. Mm -hmm. So they suspect that it could have been like just um, like stress that Mm -hmm. brought it on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, but I was resuscitated by an e- um, my best friend's mom and it's oh a God. long story, but it was, it's a wild, that's another wild story, but, um, no, but I'm, I was, I've been, I was on meds for a long time. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oops, we weren't supposed to get pregnant. <laughs> Doctors told that they warned us no more babies with your epilepsy. Cause wow. I can, you know, obviously injure me and the baby, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was a risk that, you know, not, no, I, I mean, I obviously, I mean, not obviously not, it's not obviously to everybody, but for me, when I found out I was having a baby, I was like, I'm keeping the baby mm-hmm. and that's that. I don't want to call what we did was a mistake. It's, it was planned. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan it. <laughs> it just happened. So surprise. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful surprise. surprise. She really she really is such a beautiful surprise like it was a, such a blessing she's such a blessing so you had Graceland at the chick-fil-a and mm-hmm. so what do you put on her birth certificate what birth certificate she doesn't have one yet <laughs> i'm not even kidding you <laughs> that's another for another day uh we have bought the county because of the way she was born and mm-hmm. um, showing proof that she, she was born there has been really hard, even though she went by vi- our story went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we have like proof from the owners and, and um, you know, the hospital record says that she was born there, but for whatever reason, our government wants to say their way and their way only. And so we needed to, um, Long story short, I had to go to the fire department and the EMS department downtown San Antonio to retrieve an incident report that happened three and a half years ago. Oh finally, my gosh. All this time, I'm finally like able to find an agency that will give me the proper, you know, papers that they, that the birth records need. The, the department that issues birth certificates, they we've we've they've gone they've taken so much of my personal information so much so that I had to mail my physical social security card <laughs> at one point, and I freaked out. They mailed it back to me, but I almost I thought I was never going to get that back. But um, anyway, but yeah, wow. it's a long like journey, but it's okay. We know she was born there. We have the hospital. The hospital did the cutesy one that we framed with her footprints mm-hmm. and course my husband's name's all over it because he was like the hot shot right I had nothing to do with it right <laughs> he's, the, he's the dad he he's the doctor he's the nurse he's the one and who delivered her oh so proud and I'm like I'm just the mom oh you were a big part of that <laughs> yeah I've read that Graceland gets free food for life at this Chick-fil-a is that is that true and and that the owner has promised her a job after her 14th birthday <laughs> Yes, it's true, but then it's kind of not true. So, okay, this is what happened. So when they came to the hospital, so the owner and two, actually three women came to the hospital um, to, to introduce themselves to us. It was mm-hmm. the, one of the owners mm-hmm. um, and it was the marketing director. And then it was Brenda, who was um, <laughs> the one there that night, the yeah. drive-thru director. Um, so all three of the ladies um, came with gifts for you know, for the family, for chick, for, for Graceland and for the family, a big, big basket of gifts. So generous, a huge giant, I mean, huge giant cow, like the Chick-fil-A cow mm-hmm. like with a bell and everything. It was crazy. <laughs> All these gifts. Right. And, um, of course they got to see Graceland and got to hold her. And this was, it was a, such a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. It's like my first friend. And, um, Anyway, in the basket, they gave us like a year supply of Chick-fil-A, like a year supply of like gift cards, like towards to go to any Chick-fil-A because gift cards are universal, right? Mm -hmm. But then I think what happened was uh, one of the news stations that told our story, they twisted it and said that we got Chick-fil-A for life. So then I think they (laughs) obligated to give it to us. So it's not, um, so we don't take advantage though. So the owners, the store owners at Chick-fil-A where she was born, they, they almost always, um, do something special for us when we come in. Aww. And 
don't expect anything we've we've offered to pay and they just they don't like the even the people that work there that know our story we have a like a family code and we give it to them and basically we get free chick-fil-a um graceland probably will always get free chick-fil-a as yeah. far as the rest of the family goes i don't we're not the type of people that were like yes yeah, give us free food but I mean if they're if you know and then we don't go and we don't go all the time we we off we honestly don't even go that often it's far away <laughs> I don't it's not that far it's closer than the hospital though that's why <laughs> yes no kidding but that's so wonderful and I'm sure it's like kind of awesome when you guys all go in to the Chick-fil-a and they see you there like oh my god we're like we're all like family we and we it's the it's mutual we we love to see them too it's so it's it's kind of like an emotional thing it's just it's it's like for life we're connected for life I believe oh 100 percent I've also mm-hmm. heard that you do something kind of special for Grayson's uh, birthday what what is it that you do so we started obviously on her first birthday so her first birthday was um we did have her birthday party there and we, mm-hmm. we made it open to the public. So the news actually came back out. Ken's five came back out and mm-hmm. did a segment on us and basically announced that the Chick-fil-A baby was turning one and invited, <laughs> it's like, no kidding. And they invited like the whole city to come and, um, you know, come, come eat Chick-fil-A and come eat the Chick-fil-A baby. And of course, as part of the tradition, I, I provided like all the desserts and stuff just to get out to the public, but mm-hmm. also, um, the, we, we teamed up with, we teamed up with the marketing director and the owners of the store and decided that every birthday, whether it was on her actual birthday or as close to her birthday as possible, we would like to invite as many friends and family that can, that can come. And in the, in the, the year and the first year, for instance, we had, like I said, we were opened it to the public and they came and they, um, the owners actually did something very special. We decided we wanted to donate to um, Tim Tebow Foundation mm-hmm. and, and specifically for the, um, the Night to Shine event. Mm-hmm. So we, we said Chick-fil-A would donate the proceeds or like a portion of the proceeds to that of the cause of our choice. And that was the, that's the one we chose mm-hmm. um, in honor of our daughter, of course. And so, because, you know, at some, we believe someday she would probably participate in an event like that. So Mm -hmm. we just want to be something that to give back. And we, we really, we really love that foundation. We think it's an amazing um, time for those young adults to go party and, you know, have like their Mm -hmm. thing kind of cool. That's lovely. And like, don't you do like the Chick-fil-A theme birthdays? Oh, yes. birthday was a theme of definitely like a cow farm (laughs) it was so precious um it was so amazing so yeah we we did um all the tables had the cow printed balloons and I had like sunflowers sticking out of um like really rustic looking uh Mm -hmm. tin on each table and then like all the guests they even if they didn't know who we were like I passed out gifts for everyone like gifts but like goodies for everyone I made goodie bags I made over 100 just to start and then like I might make more but um I I've included things like uh like cow tails candy and um I did like I had a a cookie lady of mine did like 100 cookies and they all had like cows and it was and sunflowers and cute stuff and then I've I've passed out like Down syndrome awareness bracelets too because I do want to honor that part of Mm -hmm. of her and you know like the little rubber the awareness rubber bracelets you Mm -hmm. know the blue one things like that but um it was really cool and then another thing that they did on her first birthday which was a very a huge surprise I had no idea that they were doing this not only did they present her with um you know telling us that she would have a guaranteed job at 14, <laughs> 14 that, that was an amazing gift but they also dedicated the the children's playground to her and there's actually a plaque above the playground and I'm telling this whole this Chick-fil-A the whole team is amazing the owners and everyone that works there it's, there's a shrine to her like it's hilarious uh, oh. they've got clipping newspaper clippings like framed and pictures that I've given to them from her, her first birthday photo shoot. And, um, 
Yeah, I have, and I the birth they have it the birth certificate, not the original, of course, not the one that we're trying to fight mm-hmm. for. Right. The hospital one, the hop, they have that framed in there, so it's really cool. And people like when people see us and that go in there, they're like, "We take pictures with your daughter all the time because they'll have them like on a little table." Yeah. They move they move stuff around all the time, but for the but for the most part, there's stuff in like the corner where the playground is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, outside of the playground they have like a little corner with all her pictures and it's really neat <laughs> oh that is so the- wonderful wow I mean it's such a crazy unique and amazing birth story and I just I love it you thank- know and thank you so much for sharing it I mean we don't have Chick-fil-a here in Canada but I feel like I hear about Chick-fil-a all the time but now oh, I feel I'm like so I <laughs> I feel like I have to go to one the next time that I'm down in the States. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing Graceland's birth story. And, you know, what a way to make an entrance. Like there, she can all, you know, she's got a bright future. Ahead of her. For sure. She's so fun. It was my pleasure. And I'm not just saying that because of Chick-fil-A's little motto, but it really, really was my pleasure um, to, to tell you my story. Thank you for having me on and, Thank you to all the listeners. I'm so happy that I was able to share this story. It's amazing. Our, our crazy, our crazy story, <laughs> our crazy birth story. Definitely. Yeah. It's one of a kind and that's, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Somebody, I got to be honest. I was killing myself laughing when Fallon was talking about being in that bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. And then her husband can't get in because can't open the door. Mm -hmm. And then the first responder guys show up and, you know, all of a sudden, like, this is like three people in an airplane bathroom, right? Like in the same, in the same size as an airplane bathroom and in an airplane bathroom, they squeeze in a sink, but it's like, (laughs) I was, I, I, I'll be honest with, with all, you know, due respect to Fallon and all her husband and, and the first responder. That was an amazing work, uh, uh, an amazing bit of contortionism to make that work. I know when she was talking about it, I go, I, I'm visualizing it. And I'm going, I don't know how they did this. Yeah, but amazing, right? Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was. It was funny and touching, and uh, you know, it it was. It was just this. And she told the great story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's told it many times because you know it was. I think it probably, I think it kind of went national, you know? So uh, yeah, it's quite the incredible story. You know, of course she has to pick the smaller bathroom stall, right? You know, not thinking that yeah. she's about to have a baby in it. So yeah, by the way, I, and I did look up GBS. Oh, okay. And, and, and from what I saw, it was grade B strep. Ah, okay. So, um, you know, if, if anybody else has a, has a, has a, a, another determination for that, you know, please leave us a comment, let us know. <laughs> Cause we didn't sort that out in the episode. So, yeah, no, that's okay. So, and speaking of leaving us a comment, I understand, uh, somebody did leave a comment. Yeah, they did, which was so nice. And it is from so yes we got a review which is really great and i really appreciate when people leave reviews because it's nice to hear how we're doing and and that people are getting something out of it like i i can see that there's people listening but it's, you know sometimes i don't hear how they're enjoying the episode so it's really nice to hear well, and we really love to hear their stories that too you know, like, like fallon stories and you know other, other people we've had on we love to hear their stories yeah, and that's what I'm really looking forward to this season. And so someone from the States with the name Shern Kane, hopefully I said that right, left a lovely review. It said, as a mom to a child with a dual diagnosis, I love listening to this relatable podcast. I've only just started, but I found many resources through T21Mom. I also love the stories that are shared from rock stars in the Down Center world to everyday parents just like me who have so much to share. I highly recommend for families of people with Down syndrome. That's a great review. Thank you, Sharon Kane. Yeah. yeah, Hopefully thank I you said so much. that right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they won't mind. So yeah, so that was really lovely. So please leave us a review and we'll read and, it on air. 
and reach out. You know, if you have a story, you know, we want to talk to you. You know, mm -hmm. even if you don't think it's a story, we have ways of helping you tell your story. Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I truly believe that everyone has a story. It might me might not be as entertaining as the Chick-fil-A birth story, but <laughs> you know, cause I think that one is hard to top, but I believe everyone has a story about their journey and, and what has brought them to this community of Down syndrome. So let me yeah. know. I would love to hear them. All right. Um, coming up next time, who are we talking to? We have a returning guest probably our most popular guest uh certainly Katie the one we get the most comments about mm -hmm. yes most questions about well you yes. you being on the forums out there like you're like you're one of those people that are helping spread her gospel yes so we're going to be talking to katie Renald now dr katie and oh, congratulations yes yes i think she got her doctorate this past year and we're going to be talking more about toilet training and some of the things that are specific to Down syndrome because her practice has become very focused on uh, children with Down syndrome, not solely kids with Down syndrome, but I think she's realized that there is such a huge need in our community for her expertise. So I know she's been helping people all over the world. And, you know, if you want to learn some tips of the trade, some tips and tricks, you know, have a listen. And, uh, and I suggest you follow her on Instagram because she has a very entertaining and informative Instagram channel over at Toileting 101. Yes. Yeah. With lots of great info. And obviously we'll share and all great, that. And great inventive use of graphics mm -hmm, on her mm -hmm. posts and yes. her and, and the way she speaks. So, like sometimes she talks to you from her car and she, I I, know. I, it amazes <laughs> it amazes me her use of Instagram to get information out. Mm -hmm. And we'll certainly be talking about that in the next episode. Okay. So that's it for this time, I think. Got anything else? Mm -hmm. No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's your cue. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at info at t21mom.com or find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Trisomy21Mama. Tell me your stories. What's going on in your life? What's important to you? And as we were talking earlier, please like and subscribe and leave a little review so we can become more searchable to those in the Down syndrome community. Keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time. See you, Mary. Bye, Ron. Mm -hmm.